So if you're talking about the ones that Brady wore, yes. And I, I'm on board with you, but let's just make sure we get all the specifics out of the way so that people don't jump in there and be like, actually, there was a year in which they wore red numbers. Uh, and there was another year where they wore white numbers with red drop shadows and they were italicized. And now they wear the UCLA shoulder stripes that are red, white, red. So just get it right. I just want to make sure that we don't. That was it. phenomenal, Nick. That was. I love your Twitter. No, no, impression I had no notes. Uh, actually, oh, I have more things to show with you guys afterward. Don't <laughs> worry. People coming after my head this week. I'll tell you what. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Don't look at the Instagram comments. Do not look at the thousands of Instagram comments calling me to die or get fired. Let's not do that. It's just a ranking, folks. All right, so Sean gave it a nine. Katie, what are your thoughts on the McLaren livery? I think it is a firm six. Mm. I'm not Gosh. an orange person. Orange is one okay. of my least favorite colors, so McLaren's me. Oh, semantics. Okay, Sean. God, like, I'm... <laughs> Actually, it's papaya. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting the party started... They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should overcome what for. Train in the trees, please pardon my sycamore. Touch burning scenes. Welcome to another episode of the Gridiron Podcast. Your favorite podcast that your grandmother and aunt know about, but your brother and sister don't yet know about. Share the word, spread the love. We're here to talk about football and Formula One. I'm Nick Shook. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, that platform that goes by another letter that I'm not going to refer to it as, that's Katie Caldwell on the screen as well. And down at the bottom with a hood up, looking very pensive, is Sean Barry. How are we doing, folks? Sean is checking out of the podcast before we started. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to start on a good note, start on a crazy note, as I often do. So I decided to go hood up. I look like a hot mess tonight. But that's neither here nor there because this is an audio medium. So unless you're watching on Twitch or Twitter or YouTube, and in which case, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're not that unattractive. My God. I mean, but you I mean, won't I'm know unless Nick. you find us on Twitter or Twitch or YouTube, of course. You know, So make sure you go there. And for those of you listening, don't forget to leave a review. We appreciate five stars, but leave the review that your heart you know, is comfortable with, the one that, that comes from the soul, how you no, really feel about us. Only if it's five. Yeah, yeah, what she said. No, don't don't <laughs> tell us how you really feel about us, please. Yeah, we, we can't handle it. We're already dealing with enough. It is episode 27, and it is the first episode since the conclusion of Super Bowl 58, which also means, to those of you who are unfamiliar, it is the first show that we have done since Katie and I met in person, which was a landmark moment in the history of the show. And sorry, Why Sean. Why don't you brag you about it some more, Nick? Sorry if you feel left out in this segment, but you're going to feel additionally left out when we play the video that we took there uh, that you were not a part of. We, we, we spoke about you, but you weren't there. But first, I would like to turn to Katie to describe just exactly what it was like when we first met. <laughs> well, we first met at opening night in Allegiant Stadium, and it was very busy and it was packed everywhere. But Nick's easy to find because he's very tall. And I think the first thing I ever said to you was, whoa, you're so tall. <laughs> I said, what did you expect? I wouldn't be this tall. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it's so funny because I'm so used to see you guys like in this box and then to see you be a real life human was just very surreal because we've been friends for many years now. 
What if so, I was like a broad human, but I was like four foot two and like I was very <laughs> compact? Like I was kind of look like it in, the, in this in this frame. Yeah, you, you, you kind of do. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah. Short no here. Yeah, you could be yeah, standing exactly. up right now, for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, so yeah, we met, and then uh, we had a week of coverage where Katie worked uh, down to the bone uh, every day, grinding away for Galvanize, producing a ton of fantastic content, which you can find on her Twitter. Um, and then we, we wrapped up the week with little rendezvous on Saturday. I went and did the game on Sunday. We experienced the highs and lows of Vegas. Uh, the whole insanity that was Vegas, I think, uh, um, would you like to describe that Katie? Cause the energy was, uh, aggressive. <sighs> Vegas is quite the place. This was my first ever Super Bowl week. So I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but when I saw that it was in Vegas, I was a little overwhelmed by that, and rightly so. Vegas is overwhelming at the best of times, and I've been there many, many times, but never professionally, and that was a wildly different experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Monday it, to Friday, we were so busy that I didn't step outdoors one time between Monday and Friday, and I don't always do very well with that. <laughs> but we, because we were staying in the Luxor, the big Dorito, and then Radio Row was Mandalay Bay. We would just like walk through the casinos to get there in the morning and home at night. And man, Vegas sucks when you're not able to party. <laughs> it's like so busy and so chaotic and so expensive. I am kind of jealous of you guys, though. And Katie, I'm especially jealous of you because this was your first, you know, Super Bowl experience. Mine and Nick's was in Miami where. Everything media related was at the Miami Beach Convention Center, like on Miami Beach. And my hotel was almost an hour away up in Fort Lauderdale. So at the very least, you got to like, like your commute was a walk. Like, so I'm very jealous in that fact, Uh, especially. Oh, yeah, that's like a smoke. Get it in me. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. It was omnipresent, (laughs) the secondhand smoke. You walked through any casino. My I mean, sinuses you can't hated go anywhere me. without walking through a hotel or a casino. And it's just, I mean, I, I smelled it outside. I smelled it for days after I got back and I, yeah. like sh- I shuddered like at the, 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 the sense that it just gave me where I was just like, Oh, it's like, also, it, it's stuff. also when you think about like you are breathing in what has been in other people's mouths. Oh, well now that you put Jesus, it that way, Sean. or grossed out. Thank you. I no. hate that. Well, so much. You think that secondhand smoke's from? <laughs> Sean, I try not to think about it. <laughs> well, there you go. In for- Industry. <laughs> it comes from the sweatshops of the Industrial Revolution, of course, Sean. That's a, that's what school always told me. People don't smoke. They don't have vices. What, I mean, I went to private school. The world is perfect. <laughs> that timing. <laughs> People don't have vices. You got a participant in the chat, Club Fancy FFL. That's a friend of Katie. Says Katie loved all you and Galvanize put together at the Super Bowl with a little hands heart emoji. That's oh, good stuff. Was, well, Katie, what was your favorite interview that you did during the week? Um, oh, there were so many good ones that stand out. Colleen Wolf was a really special one. That was the only one that I had requested. They said, is there anyone you want to talk to? And it was really special because they set it up for me. Uh, we partnered with NBC, so they were really helpful in getting us guests too. Um, but I wanted to talk to her about Chris Wessling. And we've talked about him on the show before. And that's how Nick and I originally kind of connected. And it was really special that... We had an interview that was, it just felt so outside of everything Super Bowl related. And it was just so 
personal and special and wonderful and to just both have that space to talk about him. Oh, it even gets me choked up even talking about it, but it was, she was so great. She was like an instant friend and I felt like I had known her forever and that was a memorable one. And then another one, which ties in the motorsport world, I had a really cool interview with uh, Lindsay Brewer, an Indy Next driver who was just starting her rookie season. So I'm really excited to watch her this season, but yeah. We talked about representation in motorsport and the importance of that and how male prevalent of a space it is. And that one was really powerful too. But yeah, just so many great interviews, so many people just passing through the set through the day. It was a wicked experience. I think uh, my favorite part was when Bert Kreischer stole your cameras and just started walking <laughs> so, around. So we were doing an interview and he came up and he's like, hey, ladies, because it's just a big group of us women. He's like can I borrow your light? And then he was like already going for it. And he was a very funny man, but like very loud and very wild as you would expect. And he's like, what, do you guys want to interview me? And Megan was like, yeah. And she grabbed the mic and started interviewing him. And it was so funny watching the transformation of it because at Galvanize, we weren't talking anything about football, anything about stats the actual game it was like who are you as a person what have you been through to get to this moment so right away he was galvanized and he was like joking off the top and he was like so on and then you could kind of see him like really get into the interview and really shift into vulnerability mode like in real time and it was it was a really funny but then really powerful moment like he was a great interview but yeah he came in so hot I swear I saw that man throughout the week with no shirt on like 14 different times. <laughs> it's Bert Kreischer. Like, what, what do you expect, what man? He does. Yeah, that's but what like he does. like Radio Row, uh, it would be like a Thursday morning and I'm like popping over to the bathroom or to grab water. And then I'd be like, oh, hey again. Like, he's just like standing there by himself with no shirt on. Yep. That's his most comfortable natural state. It's funny because yes. I was roaming around opening night. And, you know, Katie talked about the setup that they had. At one point, I walked by their setup and people were walking through it so much that Katie and another member of Galvanize were standing with their arms back like this, like being human barriers, like don't walk through here. We're doing interviews. So I see her and she's got her arms back. So I walked by. And I just slapped her on the hand, gave her a little high five and kept walking by. <laughs> and she just looked over like, but it was funny because I was walking over past you guys and I was going from podium to podium. And all of a sudden I'm face to face with Burt Kreischer. And I, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, oh, I got to say something. I like my favorite, one of my favorite rappers of all time was there and I chickened out and didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to J.R. Smith when I saw him at the hotel bar a couple nights later. Like in that moment, though, did I was he just have like, a shirt on? A, yes, he did have a shirt on. Unlike okay, the Cavs, uh, championship parade, he did have a shirt on. So I see Bert right in front of me. And I'm just like, I got to say something. So I walk up, just go, Bert, big fan of Two Bears, love your comedy. He goes, thanks, man. And what I didn't realize until days later is that he was on his way to steal your light and do the interview with you, like moments later. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I know awesome. that video that he posted. You, I'm like the first person you see right at the front when he's just like <laughs> crashing into the scene. I had like 12 people message me that video being like, is that you? I'm like, yeah, that's me running security <laughs> right there. <laughs> the amount of people, like huge dudes that I had to physically hold back because so many people were walking through our set because we had two sets going. But there were so many because we were so busy. Like you said, Nick, we didn't have a lot of like party time or networking time, like a lot of the events we weren't able to go to. So there was a lot of people that I know in this media world that I had met for the first time as they were walking by and I'm just standing there like head of security detail and they're looking at me like, hey, like fist bump me on the way by. I'm like, nice to meet you. Sorry, I'm busy right now. But the other yeah. woman doing security on the other side was Michelle Kugler, who's Kevin Kugler's wife. 
who does uh, play by play with Mark Sanchez and Laura Oakman, my mentor. Yeah, you know, we, we've learned a lot about Katie during the history of the show. Uh, just recently, we learned that she actually goes by Kate, which is fun to toss in at random in, in text conversations and sometimes on the show. Still we also learned... Like, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't mean it. Like, so I, there's I, more... just know yeah. this. Every time I text Kate, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's multiple versions of Katie. There's Katie Caldwell, co-host of the Gridiron Podcast, Rockstar. And then there's Kate Caldwell, Heavy. Security detail, brawler, bulldozer, the person you don't want to mess with. Both things can be true. What else are we going to unlock? Who knows? I'm going to now. I want to know more about the tap dancing spectacle Katie put on because we we learned a couple of weeks ago that she's in fact a world-class tap dancer. And then just randomly like one night, I know they're hanging out and you both text me like, we miss you. You should be here. And Nick's like, can confirm she's a world-class tap dancer. It's crazy, man. Yeah, we were at the uh, media party on Tuesday night, which was at the F1 paddock in Vegas, which is very cool. That was, was like the Gridiron podcast just put together in one neat little package of yeah. Nick and I hanging out at the paddock, drinking yeah. cocktails and gambling with pretend money. Pretend money, <laughs> will, so that we didn't I, break I, I will rules. say this. <laughs> Throughout the week, you guys kept trying to convince me to fly out to Vegas. And I, you don't know how close I was to actually doing that. So then stop like, bitching about it. You had the option. You don't know how close I was because I found round trip tickets that left at like midnight Friday night from Tampa. Gets into Vegas at like 2 a.m. local time. But what is 2 a.m. in Vegas? That's 11 p.m. anywhere else. Um, and then I would get back to Tampa on Monday night at like close to midnight. And I already had Monday off. I already had Monday scheduled off. And the round trip was like seven hundred bucks. I'm thinking that's not bad. Like I can do that. I can. I can. I can. I can do that. And then I'm thinking, well, no. I mean, Nick was nice enough. He's going to let me use his hotel room. But you know, it's not just that. It's it's the Ubers. It's the food. It's the drinks. It's the gambling. It's going to wind up being at least double that, if not more, depending on how much I spend for all of two days. And I wanted to do it so bad. But I ended up hosting a uh, Super Bowl party here at my brother's house. It was great. Got family and friends together and, you know, did all that. But in the back of my mind, I still had the most severe case of FOMO that I've ever had in my life. Sean, it was very much in the front of your mind because we heard from you about 14 times throughout the week. And how many times that you hated us. Every day you just hated us a little bit more. (laughs) If that was the back of your mind, (laughs) Sean... We got to talk. Damn, I didn't need yeah. to be put on blast like that. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we, we're responsible. Like, there was Monday when I took a picture of the room with the two beds and sent it to Sean. And I said, I'm just saying. And then there was Tuesday when I took a picture of the F1 sign outside the paddock and sent it to Sean. And I said, I'm just saying. And, no, 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 and no, 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 no. You, when you took that picture, I'm like, oh, cool, the paddock. And then I'm, and you're like, we're at the media party. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, the media party is at the paddock? Like, the F1 paddock? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it, was it was cooler uh, than it even sounds. I don't know. I don't I, know sugar yeah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know what? I, I keep telling myself, I was like, Miami is in a couple of months. Miami is in a couple of months. Miami is in a couple of months. And we may have paddock passes there. I have to do a little bit of connection. You you do. There. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah. Anything right, else well, in before, Vegas? Well, uh, well, before we move on, why don't we just share the message that we made for you, Sean? Here we go. Oh, boy. If we get it to load here. 
<laughs> Hello friends. Hello. We are checking in from Las Vegas at Super Bowl week for the Gridiron Podcast. As you can hear, I very largely lost my voice. It's been a long time. Yep. Nick, how's your week been? Well, I lost my voice last night, but I've recuperated because that's how this you voice feels. You sound rough too, Nick. It's ready to go the long way. And uh, it's a marathon, but we're almost at the end. And uh, we're excited to finally get to the end and get back to podcasting. So we met in person for the first time at opening night at Allegiant Stadium. Voice. And if you want to know the size difference, I'm standing with my legs spread right now just to get into the frame. Okay, stand up. Whoa, Nick. Nick yeah, is much Nick is over a foot taller than me. Yeah. This is from an underneath perspective, so. So we've had a great night with conversation. We had a couple beers, and now we are walking through a casino. And it is very loud, and there's been so much secondhand smoke in Las Vegas. And, and I very, can't gamble. I can, but I don't want to. <laughs> but anyways, Sean, we so badly wish you were here. He should have just shown up. I can't wait to play this on the show just to rub it in your face. <laughs> Anyways, hello, goodbye, friends, and thanks for tuning in to our Vegas experience. Live life in the fast lane. Live, live, laugh, love. Peace out. <laughs> now, when you say had a couple of beers, it's it was genuinely right too. Now. I, oh, I just okay. for real lost my voice. I was also that was the day I started getting very very sick, and I'm still sick. Mm. Yeah, that's, I'll tell you uh, what though, that secondhand smoke great. really does like horrors to your sinuses, especially me. When I was in Vegas for a wedding last year, like one day there, and I was already like my sinuses were dry, my nose was bleeding. That was probably because of the desert, but yeah, it's it's a two day town, and you guys were the there a whole week. Persist, but so do we. You know, you, you were there for a whole week. I, I love, was there for like t- ten days total. Yeah, she got That's one more day way than me. Too long. I, yeah, I understand that personally. Yeah. Like the forty-eight hour thing when you're partying in school, but like seventy-two when you're working. Like the 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 stimulation alone is just overwhelming. And by the end of the week, it, we were both like, "I'm ready to get out of here." And that's right yeah. when everybody really started filling up the city, and the strip became a parking lot, and it was just aggressive. It was aggressive outside, so it was great for the Super Bowl. It was the place to be, and Allegiant Stadium itself was a fantastic venue for the game. Not a bad seat in that place. The energy was awesome in there, and it was an entertaining game and everything else. But I will be happy to cover the Super Bowl whenever it goes back to Vegas. If you know whatever, if we still exist as a media company at that point, which will probably be in like five years, and they go back to Vegas. But I won't be super excited about spending a week in Vegas. <laughs> I don't think I want to go back there for a long time. <laughs> you know what was good though. The halftime show. Yeah, it was. Oh, stand by. Go ahead. Re- regale them with a little bit of a, a recap as I pull this out. I got to reach over here. Sean, what were your thoughts on the halftime show? It was, to me, kind of meh until, until he brought out Lil John and Ludacris. Like, to me, it was just like, eh, whatever. Like, Rihanna was better last year. Um, I even liked The weekend more. Then Usher, I'm sorry I did, I, but I'm a big weekend fan, so that's just personal preference. But as soon as he starts doing yeah and he brings out Ludacris and Usher, I'm like, okay, here we go. This is really cool. To me, though, like my favorite, like, my favorite halftime show in recent memory is in L.A. when it was Snoop and that's Dre and Eminem yeah. and Fiddy. Like, that, was, that was awesome. That was, yeah. I put that top five all time. That one, I think, is top two for me. Number one, Prince. Prince. 
Prince. Am I that Prince is number also- Prince is number one for me. Number two for me is uh, Coldplay, which sounds weird. But re- do you Ew. remember? It was Super Bowl Ugh. Fifty. It was Coldplay, Ugh. Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Bruno Mars. Like, yeah, I, I get like it's good. It I was remember a being great good. Those, unlike show. the others. I mean, Usher the- was a. What you said, I think, was ludicrous, Sean. I think Usher knocked it out of the park. When Ludacris and Lil Jon showed up, my yes. geriatric millennial heart just imploded in my chest. Oh, imagine. It, it, it really made me upset that somewhere, like, I remember as a kid, I'm watching, I think I was watching Kiss perform in the Super Bowl. I'm like, who are these people? What is this Rolling music? Stones, when they did the Somewhere, Rolling Stones. somewhere little kids were like, who is this? Oh, and their yeah, parents I'm have sure. to be like, you were made to this music, so I don't want to hear it. I I had this experience um, at a Cavs game early in the season. The Jabberwockies did halftime, and this little like oh my eight, god eight year old was sitting next to me, and like next to his his mom was sitting next to me, and then he was next to his mom, and and he was like, "Who is this?" And she's like, "Oh, honey, this group was took the dance scene by storm. They were huge when I was in college, and I'm like, when I was in high school, and and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, back when they they." The, the masks and everything and they did the all-star game the nba and everything else and then the media party that katie and i were at randomly the jabberwockies performed nice for like they did like one dance and disappeared and i was like oh this is the second time i've seen them this year but sean i think you would have liked the usher halftime show more had you been in attendance and been fortunate enough to get yourself some usher bucks <laughs> do you still have the um rick ross wingstop cup no, I think I left ah. that behind because it was styrofoam. But let me tell you about these bucks real quick. So I'm in the first row of the upper deck where they got the temporary seats set up for the media, right? We have our own row, and then there's just a bunch of fans behind us. And Ludacris comes out, and as soon as Ludacris starts his verse, we hear this big pop, and we're like, whoa, did a mic blow or something? And then all of a sudden, I feel something hit me in the head, and I look up, and it's raining Usher bucks from the roof of the stadium. <laughs> And it's only raining on the outside, so you can't tell. But everyone's like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, this show went from okay to awesome in this moment right here. As Ludacris is doing his whole verse, I'm just getting rained on by $100 bills with Usher's face on them. Apple Music. There you go. And then I immediately got like 10 texts from people after I tweeted out. It got picked up by some like Italian news publication and everything else. But I got a bunch of texts from people that are like, will you save me an Usher buck? Give me an Usher 100. I want one. So I have a whole stack of them here, ready to make it rain. That was poor. Um, that was those aren't like real dollar bills. <laughs> Clearly, never they're, made it rain before. Do you do that often? Sure. Real one dollar bills? They're they're very they're very stacked, pressed together because they've been in my bag for two weeks. Um, I got requests to keep these, so I made myself a little stack to hand these out to people. But that was the fun little giveaway. They got the stadium on the back, as you can see here, and uh, you know, ushers. He's, he's, he's thinking about something there. I don't know what it is, but don't get me wrong. It was a good halftime show. Like I was entertained. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I just recent ones have been better in my mind. I, I'd still give it like a seven and a half out of 10. I would have put the LA one up there. Rihanna was good, but there was no theatrics to it because she was pregnant, but her singing was fantastic. She was suspended 50 feet in air. What other theatrics do you want? Yeah, but it was all just stage <laughs> movement. It was cool though. It went like up and down like a wave and stuff. And it was moving around and stuff. But this one, they had roller skates, Sean. They How did not embrace roller skates. They did have roller skates. I got to go back and watch the uh, J-Lo and Shakira halftime show. From no. what I remember, it was 
That was okay. good. I enjoyed that one. From what I remember, you couldn't hear it in the stadium. You couldn't. You Ooh. really could not hear anything in the stadium. The acoustics were terrible. Terrible. And I had. I could. I could see it. I just. I could not hear it clearly. And it felt really far away from where we. And that it did. A huge it did from where we were sitting. Yeah. Off center. Yeah, it was weird. All right. Well, as I for the halftime show as an absolute shell of a woman in a very good way. I was. She was that SpongeBob puddle. <laughs> Yeah, not the, my words. The, the, <laughs> but, the scene where SpongeBob becomes I, a puddle. I Nick decided to just go. That wasn't what I was going to say. Right there. But you do you. <laughs> I just hate. I'm going to move on from that real fast. Um, I hate that just we're say, old yeah. enough that the halftime show is now designed for our generation. Well, there's that two sides to that coin. One side of that coin is people of our generation are now in power and making important decisions, but the other generation is that we're, or the other side of the coin is that we're old. I had a very uh, long conversation with my girlfriend about this the following day when we were walking our dog. Who would we like to see, like in our like perfect halftime show? And we don't have to discuss this, but we kind of deviated from that and just said, "Well, who do we think will be next?" And there's been so much hip hop and pop lately that i think they're going to go country or rock sometime soon like we're due for a rock or we're due for a, a country guy and the only thing i could think of was like luke combs kind of checks all those boxes like he's a big uh, country act he doesn't ruffle any feathers fast cars never been more popular cool exactly i'm like yeah. i could see luke combs doing that not that i would be a big fan of it i have seen him in concert before it's not my thing um but i was trying he to think of like a, like a rock group i'm like Green Day, maybe. Speaking of Green Day, Sean. Oh yeah. The, okay, yeah, I, went, I saw. That. I went to the Madden party on Friday night and saw Green Day live. And I'll tell you what, if they did, they they put on a show that's worthy of a Super Bowl halftime. Absolutely, that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was at the House of Blues, intimate venue, and they played it like it was a stadium, and I was blown away. I mean, the open bar and seeing a lot of my friends and colleagues helped too. But but did you see Easy? No, I didn't. Or Saquon Barkley. I actually skipped the Maxim party on Saturday night to hang out with Katie. There you go. And, and also I, I skipped heard... going to Thunder from Down Under to hang out with Nick. Look, Look at, at us. That, that is that. true friendship right there. True friendship right there. Can't get any stronger than that. As for the football game that all this revolved around, not to, you know, gloss over some uh, old news at this point, but uh, the Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime. Uh, an overtime period in which the Niners weren't familiar with the rules and uh, in which the Chiefs made everyone panic because they weren't calling timeouts and the clock ticking down because nobody knew if the clock mattered or not. Turns out it didn't. And it didn't matter anyway because they scored with three seconds left on that initial 15-minute timer to win their second straight Super Bowl. Uh, their third in, what, five years? They third have five entered, years, yeah. They have entered the dynasty conversation. Um, I, I don't even know where to necessarily direct this. What was your main takeaway? I mean, we can get into our predictions too. It almost went, I felt pretty good about actually my prediction because it finished pretty close to that. But I mean, what was your main takeaway from the game? My prediction, I believe, was 24-29ers and I believe it finished 25-22 Chiefs. So I was pretty spot on in terms of the score, but I picked the Niners. I didn't feel good about it then, didn't feel good about it during the game, felt good about it in overtime. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes happens. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not surprised. It's just... I, I'm annoyed because we traded the Patriots dynasty for the Chiefs dynasty. Just just once, I want 
more parity than what I'm getting. And I don't know why I can complain about that. Like just teams need to beat the Chiefs, but no one is doing that when it matters. So good for the Chiefs. What's, I mean, hey, I good mean, for them. What's the common denominator between those two, Sean? Uh great tight end play. <laughs> Generational quarterback. That's, oh, that's- you know what? You're right. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going towards like, hey, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, they might be like one in 1A in terms of tight end when all is said and done. No. I, I, sorry, I completely missed the mark there, Nick. I thought you were just being facetious, and uh, <laughs> now I'm realizing you're not, and I'm a little speechless. <laughs> Katie, you knew I was being facetious, correct? I wasn't sure. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I'm such a mystery, folks. Yes, you're notably mysterious. The inner machinations of my mind. I say stupid things and you think it's true. Oh my God. Uh, What do we have in the chat here? Logan chimes in playoff OT rules were awesome. As in the ones that were in the Super Bowl this year or the previous ones that everybody made a big stink about. I'm thinking that you're leaning toward the latter. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, I thought it was fine. Each team got a chance. We got a winner. Nobody, there was no discourse. It was more about, hey, Niners, why didn't, why'd you take the ball first? That was like the immediate reaction after in the podiums is like, what'd you think when they took the kickoff? It was like, I did see a, a video though that one of the Chiefs linemen was more than a yard downfield on that final play of the game. Hmm. I didn't Isn't that, that interesting? I know. Yeah. Well, you know what, Sean? They, they probably would have scored a play. Probably, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident that they would have. Uh, the Niners have since fired the defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, uh, which was somewhat interesting. Um, overall, a defensive battle. Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes weren't able to do that much. Mahomes wins Super Bowl MVP because of his ability to lead the team down the field to kick a game-tying field goal in the final minute and 50 seconds and then leading the game-winning touchdown drive. Otherwise, it was a struggle for them. Uh, the Niners' defense definitely answered the, uh, stepped up to the challenge and made for a game that might not be as entertaining as last year's game, but it had a better finish. If we could take last year's three and a half quarters and this year's end of the fourth quarter in overtime and combine it into one Super Bowl, we'd have the best Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get there. Katie, where'd you watch the game? Would you like to tell everybody? (laughs) It was a shit show. (laughs) Trying to find somewhere to watch the game. So we're like, yeah, let's stay in Vegas. Let's have a few days to party and relax. I ended up being so sick. I didn't even want to go anywhere. But we're asking around, like trying to find somewhere to go. And a lot of cover to just sit in any bar in Vegas starts at like 250 US dollars, which is like 4,000 Canadian dollars. (laughs) So (laughs) we could not find anywhere to watch it. So we made reservations at a place and then we got there and there was a huge lineup and like nobody was helping us in. And then we found out it was going to be 250 US and it's like what are, what are we doing here? I didn't know it was going to be that crazy. So we ended up just like waiting in line for a place that opened close to the end of the second quarter where there was no cover. So we were at this bougie ass Bobby Flay place in Caesar's palace, having a really nice meal and espresso martinis for like $28 watching the second half of the Super Bowl. It ended up being really lovely, but it, it wasn't really the like Vegas party vibe that I expected. I didn't know it was going to be so hard and so expensive getting anywhere. You're making me feel a lot better about not coming by the way. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, I texted you a few times. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't. You're actually you didn't. Okay. Yeah, it was a it, it did not 
it doesn't fit what you think of primarily because you're there so long, but also the, the sheer amount of humanity would have irritated you because I know it yeah. irritated me and I usually thrive in those situations. I was just like, get me out of here. But hey, at least, I mean, I, I think Katie sent me a picture from the sports book that she was at <laughs> with, the, with the TV screen. And it was just like a TV behind a bar. I was like, oh no that was the bobby flay place that was like oh. that bougie ass restaurant that we were watching it from it ended up being really nice just it, it's funny that it like we were all in our super bowl gear <laughs> like we yeah. didn't really expect to be out at a really fancy place watching it i also really enjoy how and this happened when we were there too how you make sure to specify the difference between canadian dollars and u.s dollars like it's 250 u.s like that that just like, uh, uh, not because for any Canadians for listening, they're like, oh god, like the, the dollar is so bad right now. What's the conversion rate? Canadian already done I think Fahrenheit. right now it's 135. Oh, so yeah, one US I, is 135 Canadian, one, yes. So, like, the prices were jacked everywhere. And yeah. in the morning on the way to Radio Row, we would just stop at Starbucks and then grab something there and go. And I I ordered a latte and it came to nine forty five before tip US and yeah. I was like, I think I just paid like eighteen dollars Canadian for a latte. Well that's that's the problem with, with Vegas in general is nothing is free, no matter yep. where you are. It used to be nothing everything costs something and you know that going in and that's fine, but when you're standing in line in a casino at you know, 8 a.m. for a cup of coffee that's going to wind up being $9 American. You're, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I, seriously, what am I doing? There's there's ways you can do it though. Like, you know, next time I go, I'm just going to stock up my fridge. Like I'm going to go to a convenience store, stock up my fridge with both liquor and coffee and just Guess what, Sean? That was our plan. And they wanted to charge $25 US per day to have a mini fridge in your room. What? Yeah, oh, you, should, you should have left it in mine. I had one. They I didn't even took use the it. mini fridge out of your room. Yes, that was our plan. This is how humanity dies. <laughs> yes, corporate America, capitalism, baby. I have never blown through a per diem quicker in my life than I did on this trip. Like I, I think I stayed under maybe four out of the eight days. and went over the other four days with like nothing. I went to Egg Slut, popular breakfast place, right? Forty dollars. For a breakfast sandwich, a coffee, and an orange juice. <laughs> and I only drank the orange juice because I was worried about getting sick. Come on. I bought a tube of toothpaste and a three-pack of liquid IV. $22. Yeah, it was a tough scene financially. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> and yeah. look We're who just looks like the smart better. guy. Yeah. Don <laughs> being frugally... <laughs> wise all, all right, right i'm gonna well, blow it all in miami don't worry bad. it's too bad these aren't worth anything because i'd be rolling in the big bucks if usher's face meant anything in currency all right katie guess what you have avoided your least favorite segment of the show today because we were out of town and because frankly sean and i didn't prepare we prepared for some things but not this do you even know will not take place this week uh it has it been canceled definitely Due no, to no, 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 inclement weather, um, it will be rescheduled as a double header at a later date. Oh. Yep, that's right, Katie. You think you're getting off easy here. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to go a whole episode without quitting the podcast. And here we are. Podcast here we are. Oh, Gridiron Podcast, Larry David, ladies and gentlemen. 
Kate Caldwell, the heavy. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears over to Formula One because we are, what, a month away from the season starting? Roughly a month away? Uh, testing starts in a couple of hours, Nick, as this podcast it's is being It's not recorded. a month away, Nick. <laughs> testing starts in a couple of hours in Bahrain. As in Nick where? melts into his chair. <laughs> that was me being the SpongeBob meme that everybody. You know that like for. next Thursday is free practice one. Oh my God. There's a race yeah. next week. <sighs> you don't have it in your calendar? No, that means totally not. I have Miami means... in my calendar, Katie. Okay. That means that they've probably already re upped my F1 TV. Oh my God, she's not wrong. I mean, I would never. For being an F1 podcast, we are really just slacking on knowing anything about F1. February 29th. for yourselves. Yeah, Katie was on. I've been paying attention. All I know is Drive to Survive comes out this week, and I'm excited. Oh, no. I'm going to have to find a way. Doesn't it always come out a week before the season? It Mm -hmm. does. I'm going to have to find a way to watch the race in Indy. Oh, boy. That's going to be rough. F1 TV app on your phone. Download it everywhere. We are not sponsored by them, but if you want to talk a little chatter, U.S., Canadian, or otherwise, the Euro. Big fans of the Euro, maybe. We'll talk. Maybe the pound. Um, the pound, yeah. The pound. Brexit, the yen. all that stuff. Yeah. Not rubles, sure. though. No, no, we're good on those. Uh, it's livery season, folks. That's what, it's, what precedes the start of the new season. It's some fancy new looks for cars. So we're going to go through all of them right now. And I guess we start with last year's champion. Are we grading one through ten? Can we do that? Yeah, so I haven't looked at any of these. Oh, so, sweet. Blind test. Nick, here. for the first time. Yeah. I put them up on screen, Nick. And uh, can you create a little graph? Can you create a little graph, one through 10? Uh, sure. I'll, do, I'll be the maestro of all these things. Sweet. All right. So here we have, if you're watching on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, you can watch on YouTube and Twitch later. Twitter, too. We have the RB20, this year's Red Bull, the championship winning car from last year. It's new edition. And folks, Stop me if you've heard this before. It looks the same. It's it's the exact same. Click enlarge the picture there, Nick, for us. Uh, it's okay. it's the same Red Bull. It's the same Red Bull we've seen the last couple of years. It's just click on the picture. You don't need to like oh. zoom in. Just click on the picture. That's well, now how technology huge. works. Nick, you're giving I huge boomer actually. energy, and I live for it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a week, man. Jonas you do way more web design than I do. And I, and I Does know anybody how know how to post videos to Facebook? <laughs> Look it up on the Google tube. <laughs> oh We're off to a great I'm start here. Spit my water out there. <laughs> 2024, the year that we all get up to speed technologically. Hey, I got a new phone this week, by the way. I just discovered the MagSafe charging. I mean, I knew it existed before, but I willingly declined it. So now I have it on a, a magnetic charger, wireless. There we Pretty go. Cool. See, cool. getting up to speed with the youths. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'll be making those tickety talks. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, the so, RB20. Yes. Uh, I, let me make a spreadsheet. Sean, we can talk about it. Actually, you talk about it as I make the spreadsheet. Sure. Katie, what, what, what are your thoughts here? Because it, to me, just looks like the same car they've trotted out for the last 20 seasons. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know I what? Mean, here's the thing. Um, Jim Trestle once told me, if it ain't broke break it um just what? add something add something different i don't know it's the same thing and at this point we can't call the red bull like a reveal right like they don't they don't reveal anything 
They just trot out the same car every single year. It's a good-looking car. I'm not knocking that. Okay, they got the Red Bull on the exhaust intake. They've got the Navy. They've got the yellow nose. Like, when you see that, you know it's a Red Bull. Just, I don't know, mix it up. Even Ferrari mixes it up, and you know their car is going to be red. Like, you know what 90% of the Ferrari is going to look like, but that 10% just keeps you a little interested. There was a part of me that thought because it's this year, they would do something to kind of mix it up because it's their 20th anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't thought know, put your, maybe put your titles on there or something. Yeah, I thought maybe there would be a bit more of an homage to different cars in the past, but I think a lot of them have just kind of looked like this. I, I'm have. fine with it because yeah, I'm fine with it. But I'm just, especially when you're in an era of you're just crushing and dominating everyone, it's like just leave it as is because the look of this car is synonymous with like kicking everyone's ass like so handedly. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'll I'll give it a seven out of ten because there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the same. They could get Katie. more points if they did something different. So Katie, seven out of ten. I'll go with Sean. I'll give it a seven. I have no problems with it, but I, I wasn't blown away. I think that it's one of the sleekest cars in the grid, and this is not the Red Bull fan of me speaking. But Says I like, a, the Na- Red I like, Bull a, I like a navy blue. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, even though Jim Trestle told you otherwise. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. All right. Nice. Okay, we can do that. All right, now we move on to uh, the next one in this list that Sean so uh, nicely compiled for us for easy access. And we're going to go to his favorite team where he gives them a, a 10 out of 10, no notes, because that's what he does. It's McLaren. Um, I do have notes. It's okay. not a 10 out of 10 for me. Okay. But it's a 9 out of 10. Yeah. It's that's a 9 a, out of 10. You like know why it's a 9 out of 10? It's because when you look at it from the front like you are now, you see orange. You know it's McLaren. The front wing is orange. The rear wing is orange. The nose is orange. The halo is orange. And then, yes, there's we're going to get into this a lot, but there's a lot of bits of exposed carbon fiber. But orange and black just goes together. And for me, to get rid of that ugly baby blue that they had on the trim of the car the last two years was just what this car needed. Nine out of ten. The only notes I have is... Get rid of the chrome on the wheels, the, the, the Google Chrome logo. I'm still not a fan of it. But hey, 9 out of 10 for McLaren. Corporate sponsorships. I have an idea, not to stop you, Katie, there. Um, but let's get the chat involved. Let's get their grades, too. Let's have, yes, let's have them participate please. in this graph. Because we got Lemon Bendy jumping in here about the Red Bull saying, it's like the Flying Elvis Patriots uniforms. It doesn't have to be pretty if it's iconic. Now, Lemon Bendy, there's something no. to say. There is that new documentary on Apple TV Plus um, about the Patriots and their dynasty and everything, right? If you look at the archival footage of Drew Bledsoe, they had the flying Elvis on the helmet, but they've had gone through like two different face mask colors. They went through a silver one. They had a red one. They've had like five different uniforms. They had the royal blue ones with the gaudy numbers and the Elvis logos on the shoulders. And then they went to the ones that Brady wore. So if you're talking about the ones that Brady wore, yes. And I, I'm on board with you, but let's just make sure we get all the specifics out of the way so that people don't jump in there and be like, actually, there was a year in which they wore red numbers. Uh, and there was another year where they wore white numbers with red drop shadows and they were italicized. And now they wear the UCLA shoulder stripes that are red, white, red. So just get it right. I just want to make sure that we don't. That was it. phenomenal, Nick. That was. I love your Twitter impression. I had no voice. notes. Uh, actually, oh, I have more things to show with you guys afterward. Don't <laughs> worry. 
people coming after my head this week. I'll tell you what. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Don't look at the Instagram comments. Do not look at the thousands of Instagram comments calling me to die or get fired. Let's not do that. It's just a ranking, folks. All right. So Sean gave it a nine. Katie, what are your thoughts on the McLaren livery? I think it is a firm six. Mm. I'm not Gosh. an orange person. Orange is one okay. of my least favorite colors. So McLaren to me. Oh, semantics. Okay, Sean. God, like, I'm... <laughs> Actually, it's papaya. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you not know? Did you not have the 128 Crayon Crayola? Uh, actually, it's papaya, which is the original color of Bruce McLaren. Uh, actually, it's periwinkle. And there's your open. <laughs> Thought it was going to be the me and Katie Vegas video. Turns out it's this. Six out of ten. Katie, not a big fan of papaya. Papaya. Um, now that we firmly have been corrected that it is not orange. Anyways, yeah, I just the the black and orange. I'm glad they lost the baby blue, like you said, Sean. Uh, papaya isn't my favorite color. So That's I don't fine. Love it. No, I get it. It's personal. I get it. My take. I'm going to side with Sean here. I'm not going to give it a nine because so last year, McLaren rolled out a couple of alternative liveries, right? Mm. One of them being the Chrome one paid homage to uh, previous title winning teams back when Lewis Hamilton drove for them when they were Chrome and red. It was downright sexy. I loved it. I hope that they were going to do something like that this year. They went with the black and orange, which has been their thing since Zach Brown came in and took over McLaren, you know, however many years ago, back when Stoffel Van Dorn was one of their drivers. Um, it's kind of a return to that. It's better than last year. Like, I'm so glad they ditched yes. that light blue. It was like they were trying to do too much. It just did with the black and it's just too much. It's simpler. It's sleek. I like it. Um, I like it for the same reason I like Red Bull. So I'm going to give them an eight as well. I chat, will say if we have anybody participating in the chat rate this livery. For us, if you will. I will say this, though. It's because McLaren, they weren't scheduled to drop their car first, but they released their livery first. And I think they did it kind of a smart way because they have a lot of exposed carbon fiber on their car, which is a theme this year. You're going to see a lot of exposed carbon fiber. You're going to see a lot of black cars with some color thrown in. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 because... You, when you look at this car, you know who you know who it is. You know it's McLaren. You see the papaya. You see the orange on the front wing, on the nose, on the halo, on the side pods, on the rear wing. You know this is McLaren, and they don't have as much exposed carbon as other cars and other teams. But McLaren did something smart. I think they realized, oh crap, a lot of these cars are going to have a lot of black on them, and so they just surprise dropped their livery before anybody else did so they could yep. say we did it first we did it first we didn't even announce it we did the old beyonce album route we just dropped it at midnight you know that type of thing I it's agree, mclaren Sean. zach's version oh <laughs> oh and that's gonna be all the taylor swift content for the week thank you folks now i can put it in the tags which will boost our engagement thank you sean appreciate you one drop is all we needed next up on the list it's one of my personal favorites. Mercedes drops yes. a new livery this year that is gorgeous. Not to pollute the uh, opinions here, but I, oh, it's so good. This is my favorite of all of them. By Please far. never make that sound again on this podcast. 
Ugh. That's a sound drop now. There you go. <laughs> Here it is in all its glory. It's perfect. Go ahead, it's Katie. A ten. It's Take a three. 10. I think the silver, the black together, all of it. When I look at it, I th I'm one of the people that has a lot of confusion and feels very conflicted about my relationship with Mercedes now that Lewis is leaving because I've always been Mercedes, but I've always been Lewis. So now I look at it and I don't, I have a lot of strange feelings about it. I think a lot of us are going through the same thing right now. I don't know if I'm a Ferrari fan next year. It feels weird and sad to say. Um, well, it's, you know, you're to be it's, like being, it's like being a Browns fan. You're setting yourself yeah. up for failure. <laughs> but when I look at this car, um, it makes me feel some feelings. It is, I think it's perfect. There's the colors of it, the way that it kind of pays homage to f previous versions of the car. I think they knock this one out of the park. It's my favorite. Sean? Well, Katie, do you, you, is that a ten out of ten? Did you say mm -hmm. she gave it? She gave it a ten. Yeah, oh, I gave it a hard ten. Hard ten. Okay, uh, five out of ten. Whoa! I I knew that, and see, I knew going into this, this was going to be my hot take. This was going to be my controversial take. I don't like it that much, and because of what you said, Katie, it pays homage to past cars. Pick one, just. Pick one. In uh, a couple of years ago, they they said we we're going to be a black livery, and for a very honorable reason. Okay, they they chose to do a black livery for a very honorable reason, and I applaud them for that. Then they stuck with it the next year. Then the next year after that, they kind of did like half black, half silver, and now they're doing half black, half silver again. Mercedes are the silver arrows. Just pick a pick a livery. You're trying to live in two worlds at the same time. And to be honest with you, the honestly, the teal is kind of like what throws it off for me a little bit. The teal stripes down the side, which they've always had, but these are like thicker. And the teal stripes in the past have like kind of gone in a waving motion. These are just along the side pods and the nose. I just, I again, I, I see why people love this. It has the splash of red from Ineos. I see why people love this. Just for me, meh. And also, we'll see how much of that silver sticks throughout the season until they need to shed some weight and they get rid of all the silver for carbon fiber and no, just go full that, black. That's a good point. That's a good point. And that, that gives it an opportunity uh, to change over time and evolve without really putting much of an effort in. Uh, Sean, I completely disagree with your take. And that's but, okay. I knew I knew this was going to happen. I And that's fine. No disrespect. Yeah. It's just that, yeah. that's my personal oh, opinion. Nothing but respect here on the Gridiron Pod. We're it all, did sound is, a little disrespectful. Right. And I respect that. <laughs> Sean, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, um, actually, uh, ran black cars back in the '60s. Uh, even though they're just silver arrows, I'm gonna get into my take in a second. But Lemon Bendy chimes in with a in support of you. Here he goes. I'm with Sean. Six. Something about it screams video game at me, and not in a good way, is what Lemon Bendy says. And again, this is a reminder why you should check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter. So I did this, see. This is a very visual segment. I did see Logan chimed in there. What was his? What was his take? Well, Logan's on my side. He says elite Merc livery. Love the blend of the That's, two colors. Nine point seven out of ten. Yeah, Logan. I feel like this is going to be the livery that people either love or they hate. Aside from one more, and we'll get. To that I've later. heard zero hate for this. I've heard I've some everything hate for it. I've heard and read heard has been universally in love with it. I have one I'm, gripe. As I count my usher bucks, I have one gripe. <laughs> You brought me a nearly perfect car, Mercedes. You, you gave me everything I wanted. 
the black, the silver, tastefully spread down the nose. The accent of the teal that has become so synonymous with your car. And yet, because of corporate sponsorship obligations, you slapped red on the back. And that takes it from being perfect. That could have been perfect. And Logan just chimed in at the perfect time to back me up. Ditch the red sponsor. And it's a 10 out of 10. You're exactly right, Logan. That's the only thing that ruins this car. It's ruined every car they've had for the last four years. Ineos, you got to go. You got to go like best water, whatever, treatment, BWT, whatever it is. The pink, you know, like they got to be tasteful and, and sublime in their inclusion on the livery. Okay? Ineos, get, get out of here. How does Patronus not get more angry that teal is not on the car? Because that's their color. Teal, like Patronus well, is to teal what BWT is to pink. Like, how is Patronus okay with this being there's, like there's we some own teal on one the car. third of this team? The 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 team is one third Toto Wolf, one third Patronus, and one third uh Mercedes. AMG. Like, yeah. How how does how does Patronus go, yeah, we're okay with no teal being on the car? I think it's the perfect amount of teal. And I hot take like a bit of the red in there because it ties in with the red star that honors Nikki Lauda. I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say like I don't. I don't hate the the, the red. It's not. It's not bad. I did it's not still know a ten that for me, guys. Actually, I'm going to die on this ten right. hill. We got you down That's for fine. a ten. We got chat down for a nine. We got Sean down for a six, and we got one more chat from Logan earlier. He I said, said five. I didn't give it a six. Oh, I said five. five. Logan says the teal makes it perfect. This is a wild take, Sean, and I agree. I don't John, hate did the you not like I think the Charlotte. Awkward, I think it's you didn't awkwardly like the placed. Words, did you? I think it's awkwardly oh, placed. I think it's perfect. Uh, the old Har Charlotte Hornets, tech. love them. The new ones, meh. Uh, okay. All right. We're moving on to the next one. Uh, we have three down and seven to go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Ferrari coming in with a banger. I mean, look, man, every once in a while, you hear a song the first time, and you know this is going to be the song of the summer. And I am of the belief that Ferrari dropped the livery of not only the summer, but of the entire calendar year. This thing is a heater. And here it is in all its glory. Ferrari's new livery added a little bit of yellow from Shell, one of their sponsors, but tastefully so. They still incorporated some black, but it's not as I mean, yellow is also in the, as it was. the crest. Yes, that too. It's perfectly tied together. I don't know if it gets any better than this car. I mean, my God, it's beautiful. I, since this is a football and a Formula One podcast, I can only equate this car to a Devin Hester 109-yard punt return, kickoff return for a touchdown. But it's fumbled at the one-yard line and through the end zone, and it's a touchback for the other team. This is a perfect car, Nick. This is a perfect car. But if you do me a favor and zoom in on the side pods there, if you can, we can we can only zoom. What in is bit that more. bit of exposed carbon fiber just above the shell logo? What is that? You are Ferrari, that, right there. What does. is that? What is that exposed carbon fiber doing there? Why does That's that need to paint. be there? This was the perfect car. probably aerodynamics. This, I do. Oh, so you you're, you're you're what is how much paint does that cost? What what do you think? Like. No, I don't think it's, I think it's, I don't know. It's a matter of cost, it's a matter of weight. I don't care. We're talking about looks right now. Are we talking about the aerodynamics of the car? No, we're talking about the looks. This is a 10 out of 10. 
This is a 10 out of 10 until you look at that weird bit of exposed carbon fiber right there. And I'm going to have to shave off two points. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Uh, actually, <laughs> I can't even stop laughing. Actually, it uh, saves like seven kilograms off the what, car. What are those glasses? Nick? These are blue light glasses, which oh also God. save your eyes from being tired. From blue light that comes at your eyes from the screen all day, it helps you sleep. And actually, just, I've been getting a lot better sleep because of it. And this is a great livery. It is a great livery, but it could have been the perfect livery is what I'm saying. I love the red sidewalls on the tires. I love the the infusion of yellow from both Shell and the Prancing Pony Crest. Like I love this car so much. But those... Black, by the way, they've completely abandoned the bird bath uh, side pods now. As you see, everyone has adopted yeah, the Red Bull thank side God. pods. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, but I hate, loathe the black exposed carbon fiber on these side pods. It's unnecessary, to say the least. So it gets an All 8 right. out of 10 you've, in my book. You've said your, pe- your piece, uh, Katie. Okay. Uh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to give it a nine until I found out Sean hated it. So now I'm going to give it a 10. I, Ferrari, for the most part for me, can just do no wrong. As long as it's red, I'm going to be happy. I like that they integrated more of the yellow. I like the black parts that Sean is, for some reason, deeply put off by. I find that doesn't make any difference to me. I just love Ferrari's colors. I love their whole vibe. You're going to be a Ferrari fan next year. Stop lying about it. Oh, it's Sean. That's a weird space to be in. I've made fun of Ferrari so much. I know, but it's good. And it's I don't okay. Wanna... It's okay. I know I'm not the only one in this position that feels very confused about what they are right now. That's it. I, I think it's a, it's a ten. I'm now uh, confused because I messed up the spreadsheet. I agree. Um, it's I, I I you can't get much better. Uh, I mean, they even the way they put the black in on the rear wing, they got the old school Ferrari, you know, word mark on the back. There's, I do the, love the, the nose green Ferrari on the back. Yeah, yeah, the nose is busy with a lot of ads, but you got to pay the bills. Um, I, I just think it's beautiful. It's so much better than what they've done over the last few years. Um, maybe this is the start of a new era for for Ferrari. I'm going to give it a ten as well. Uh, that's that's my take, and I'm sticking to it. All right, uh, next up. On the list, we have Aston Martin. Allow us to switch over there, as I have so many buttons going on right now. Now, see, here's the thing. Um, can we... Um, oh, that looks good. Freely yeah. judge this car? Or yeah. just all ten? <laughs> what have you been doing? Well, not- you weren't yeah, freely judging? Uh, Katie, uh, Miami. Miami. It's 10 out of 10. This car is a masterpiece. Uh, Picasso. It is a Monet. It, does, it belongs in the Louvre. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. I have no notes. None, none, none at all. And I love this car and everyone that had a hand in this team. Why do you keep repeating Miami, Sean? What does that mean? I don't know, Katie. Sean knows um, where his bread is buttered. Exactly. <laughs> I need the bills do need to be paid, and I don't want to pay that many of them. Um, 
No, this is a great car, honestly. Um, it's it's the British racing green. Last year, like I feel like Aston Martin almost had like a they went like teal with their they had car like an, a little a bit. Different different color green. Yeah, this it was, was like, like a, a different green. green. Yeah, yeah, this one definitely went back to the more traditional British racing green. They could even go darker, in my opinion. Um, but I when I when I look at these cars. The, the main thing I want to know is, do I know who I'm looking at? Like, if a car crashes or if a car passes someone, I want to know who I'm looking at without even, you know, having to register at first. And for this, it does the trick. If you're looking at it head on, it's got the green nose, it's got the green top, got the green side pods. Um, a bit of exposed carbon fiber, yes, but it's got green in all the right parts. So I have no complaints with this car. Um, it's just, it doesn't wow me that much. Green, I feel like on the front wing, which I feel like more teams need to paint their front wing, if I'm being that honest. Black. Um, it's black. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. If you had green on the front wing, I, I would love it even more, and that would bump yeah. it up to a 9 or a 10. So I'll, I'll give this a 7 out of 10. It's a good car, not the best. What did you give Ferrari, by the way? Uh, I gave Ferrari an 8. Okay. Katie, what's your thoughts on this uh, Aston Martin livery? Um, I think it's a between a seven and an eight. I think it looks really nice. Like you said, Sean, I like the British racing green. I think it's one that in the sunshine, it would be really sparkly and beautiful. <laughs> that's yeah. how I picture it. Yeah. It's I have no problems. Um, like, that's the thing. You can't say anything really bad about this car. No, I think it looks really sharp. And yeah. because so many teams are moving into the more ki- carbon fiber era of the car where there's not nearly as much paint. I love seeing pops of color where we can because there is so much color on this car. Because, yeah, the color lately has just been the first to go when you're shedding weight. But I think it looks really nice. Green isn't my favorite color, but it looks really nice, especially in the sunshine. I'm, I'm very partial to green. Um, I look best in green, I think. My high school's colors were green and gold. So I, I'm just always very partial to it. And I think that they did a good job with this I thought they had a great looking car last year. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is a downgrade from last year slightly. They eliminated that second shade of green. I think they replaced it with some yellow. Kind of ties it in with the medium tires that they pictured in this, but not quite as good. I'm going to give it a seven, I think. Katie, did you decide on a seven or an eight? You said it's I'll go seven. seven or an eight. Okay. So we're going okay. sevens across the board. Sevens here. across so the not, board. It's not, it's not bad. Not a bad car, but it's a, it's a good car. Mm-hmm. Not the best. But whatever the fact that we whatever, know who it is. That's a plus. Yeah. 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 Because we we're going to start any... getting into some interesting ones here soon. Yes, we are. We have not got any contributions from the chat. So if anybody wants to chime in and give us a number, um, feel free. Uh, so far, we have Mercedes input and a few others. So if you're in the chat, give us your number, rating of uh, the Aston Martin livery and the other ones in here. We are going to continue on to the next one. Uh, we're going down to Alpine. And Alpine. Lord, give me strength. Well, if you wanted something new, I'm sorry you didn't get much new. If anything, you got a lack of creativity. Let's pull it up on the screen. Again, you can watch this on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Those of you listening in audio medium, paint the picture with your mind and our voices like you would a book on tape. Here it is. Alpine's livery for 2024. A lot of black. Ugh. It makes me so mad every time I look at this picture. Um... Let's all take a trip back to 2021, folks, when Alpine took over for Renault and we got the beautiful French tricolor on the car. We got the red, we got the white, we got the blue, and traditionally, French cars were blue. 
harken way back to before Formula One was a sport. Cars were identified on their nationalities. German cars were silver. Italian cars were red. Sound familiar. British cars were green. Sound familiar. French cars were blue. Belgian cars were yellow. And it was great. And they adopted that French identity because they were proud of it. And we had the beautiful French tricolor on the car. And they have completely stripped all of it. I get BWT as the sponsor, so there's going to be some pink on the car. I'm fine with that. Heck, pink is a color, but this car has no color. I feel like they, and the, the craziest part is, if you've seen Alpine's merch, it's probably some of the best. They've, they've had an artist, a French artist, design all of their merch and apparently design their car. And I feel like at some point he designed the car and they, it came back to the factory and they said, hey, this is great. But wait, so we're going to get rid of 90% of the color. They have the pink of the BWT on the side pod a little bit, on the front wing a little bit, and then that's it. The rest of the car is black with a trim of blue. This car is black. It is just all carbon fiber. And it's not painted black. It's just carbon fiber. Two out of ten. We're going to have to figure out which black car just went into the wall this year. Like, is it that black car? Is it the... Oh, it's black with orange. It's McLaren. It's black with blue. It's Alpine. Or maybe it's somebody else, as we'll continue to go down the line. Um, very frustrating. I agree with you entirely. It looks like cotton candy uh, sprinkled into a black car. Uh, not creative. I know they're trying to shed weight. Uh, but, I mean, how much more paint, paint can you scrape off? Ask Williams how the way, they did it last year. This, this doesn't give me hope if I'm an Alpine fan. Uh, this doesn't give me hope about a good season because if you're no. needing to shed this much weight before you even see the car on track, that's a problem. Yeah. You said you gave it a two? I, two. I don't know if I agree with that. When you're designing the car, I don't know if it's a matter of they designed it and then ended up stripping it or if they just build the car knowing how far behind the pack they are that they just designed it with so much carbon fiber in mind so they would just have more room to play with. Perhaps. I don't know. I, it's yeah. none of us are in the room where they said, "Oh yeah, it was going to be hot pink Barbie car," and then we the changed it and shed it. Happened, the room where it happened. The room where it happened. Do you guys want to hear my thoughts on this car? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were giving. I was so mad when I saw this. Oh, I, I thought want... you said we were pissing you off. Oh, no. geez, I guess my heart dropped there a little bit. No more than like the baseline level, but this well, car. Well, fair. That's normal. <laughs> This car pissed me off when I saw it. I wanted a Barbie car. I wanted the BW <laughs> pink. I don't understand how you can have such a beautiful color scheme of pink and blue and have a car that looks so mid. I was so frustrated seeing this. And they had kind of teased like that a pink camel car, it felt like. Yes. They That's teased why a I was pink so camo nose. Oh, and like, for those listening. What a dream on, for me. On- for those listening on any of the audio mediums, this is a black carbon fiber car. It's not painted black. It's just black exposed carbon fiber with some trim of blue and pink. That's it. That's all it is. They painted about 15% of this car. That's it. It's ugly. It's horrible. What are we giving a rating, Katie? Mine's a two. Only It would be one, but there's a tiny bit of pink and blue, and those are my two favorite colors. There's just so much they could have done with this. All right, let's move on. Let's let's move well, on. Hold on, this. they have a second car, Nick. I hope they didn't make it in. <clears throat> uh, they do. 
Yeah, scroll down. There ah. we go. No, yes, no, that was last two year's cars. Car. That was because no, that was last, last year's year. car. Look, it says 2023, 2024. This is last year's car. Oh, well, this they are running a. Oh, then I didn't include. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't include their pink car, which is. How many guaranteed to the same car route. Because it's heavier. <laughs> because it, here, here's the thing the, they, they do have a pink version of the car, and it's essentially just the same car we critiqued but with pinker side pods and that's it fun fun yeah. still get a two in fact you get a two so for yeah, effort two across the board yeah yeah horrible Terrible. job alpine horrible All job right. now we go on to uh our new friends over at what was formerly known as toro rosso alfatari v carb is here I and like this that's one. what they gave us i like this car me too. Um, it's Talk not, about it. It's not a 10 out of 10 for me, but the level of color in this car, they kind of pulled back into like, I think it was like the 2019 Toro Rosso. It's a metallic blue with a white prancing bull on the exhaust intake, a white stripe across the front, which I don't like too much, but it has red, it has blue, it has white, it's metallic. Um I'm going for an 8 out of 10. This is a really, really good-looking car. Not a lot of exposed carbon fiber. We'll see how long that lasts. But 8 out of 10, maybe a little bit of less white on the front. That would have been more in line with it. More blue, but oh, man. Oh, the front. You know what? The front looks even better. 8.5 out of 10. Oh, it looks great. I know we were doing decimals, but all right. No, I just did. All right. Katie. This is a nine for me. I love the vibe. I love the colors. And I love that it's a gloss paint and not matte. I think that makes a big difference. It just looks really shiny and beautiful. I, I love it. I love the Toro Rosso influence of it all. I don't like the name. That's really horrendous and atrocious. You don't like Visa Cash App RB forming the one team? Rolls right off the tongue. Um, but I think they nailed it out of the park with delivery this year. I was really yeah. shocked and excited seeing this one. I love the blue, the white. Like I love the the bull on the back gives big Toro Rosso vibes, but it looks kind of like a minor league stadium outfield wall with all the ads. Um, the ads I think are it pretty was, big. It was done somewhat tastefully. They, they managed to fit two different ads in the front wing, which is something that you don't see very often. Um, I, the, the white's a little much. Um, I'm curious to see what this looks like in the sun. I think in the sun it'll pick up a point for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a seven. I'm not as big of a fan of it as you guys are. Here we go. Lemon Bendy says the colors make me want to drink a Fanta. Ten out of ten. Okay, <laughs> good review. You get a ten. Make a blue All Fanta. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it, it makes you want a uh, soda. That's for sure. Let's go to the other team with a bunch of names. Kick steak sovered. Steak, uh, actually, their Twitter name is Steak F1 Team Kicks Over, <laughs> which sounds like an order. So terrible. More than a car. <laughs> so terrible. Oh, Lord. Here you go. I'm going to go last um, on this one because I feel like I have a different opinion than you guys. So, Kicks main color is green. They are the competitor to Twitch. And uh, hopefully, we Let's don't just get shadow banned. Let's call this in the meantime so we don't get kicked yeah. off Twitch. Yes. Nick, you um, go first. You haven't gone first that, yet. Nick, you go first. That, that's why the green influence is there. Um, 
I'm very curious as to why they put Unleashed on the rear wing in the back. Hashtag Unleashed. I don't know if that's a, a competitor to Twitch thing, a kick thing. Stake is on the side. Um, I, you know, I think, look, I think we're past the neon green phase of design. This is very Call of Duty to me. Um, very Mountain Dew to me. I'm surprised they're not a sponsor. You could throw that right on the front wing right there and it would fit in nicely. Uh, I love more Mountain Dew opportunities for you. Yeah, more ad opportunities for you, Sauber. Um, I like this. I'm going to give it an eight. I know Katie's not a big fan of green, but I think that trying to fit in green in the way that they did, they did a good job. It could have been a lot worse. Um, I hate the whole black card trend thing, but if they're going to do that, there's enough green on here to balance it out. So I'll give it an eight. I am going to give it a seven. And I want to give it such a lower score because I hate the black carbon fiber exposed trend that's going on in Formula One. And there is a lot of exposed carbon fiber on this car, comma, however, their main sponsor is Kick, and Kick's colors are green and black. And this color is neon green. This car is neon green and black. And if this car crashes, we're going to know who it is because yep. you could see this green from outer space. So I can't give it as low of a score as I can to the Alpine because there's so much black on this car. And I really like this color green. It's like Nickelodeon slime green. I just, I got to I got to Heck, if Nickelodeon wants to sponsor this, that'd be a great orange on this car. would be great, actually. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I'm watching Katie smile right now, and I know she's ready to just drop it. She's hammer. winding up. I can see uh, it. Uh, it's like Donkey Kong wind up, like just ready to let the haymaker go. Go but ahead, I'm Katie. shocked by this because I thought that I was going to be the only one that liked it. Oh! Everything that I've read, every pod that I've listened to, everybody tears into this, and I love it. I think the colors pop. I love the neon green. Where the the lines of the colors flow along the car, I think are a little bit clumsy, like along the side. I think that could yes. look a little smoother, but I love anything bright and anything neon. And I think it's giving Shigo from Kim Possible. That was the first thing I thought oh, of when, ooh, when wow. I saw this. Throwback. So what's the number, Katie? It's an eight for me. I thought you guys were going to be like in the two to three range. Oh, I no. thought I was going to be the only one that loved it. I've heard so many people talk shit about this car, and I think it looks so cool. Again, I think this car also benefits because it was one of the first launches. So it was one of those first exposed carbon fiber cars that we saw, and it has that bright green. And also, they're not taking themselves too seriously. Like They know they have a stupid name. They know they have this yeah. stupid looking car for like a year before they switch over to Audi or just back to Sauber. And I, the video they released, they asked Valtteri Bottas, like, Valtteri, show everyone our car. And he just stands up and points at the car. And they were totally <laughs> cool with that. Like, they're, they're not taking themselves seriously because they know they're a joke right now. They're like, ah, screw it. Let's have fun with this. It's there. Him and Joe are like sneaky, one of my favorite driver pairings. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're hilarious. They're so great. Especially especially now that Valtteri has a like platinum blonde mullet. He's gone oh, full yeah. Australian. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look good in this neon green car. For those of you watching on YouTube, you see that I changed the lights behind me to Ooh, match yeah. the uh, Mullet and ass calendar. Oh, yeah. That's two-thirds of the trifecta. What's the third part? Nobody knows, but we'll find out. I think we have an idea. It has to do with 
saunas. Lemon Bendy said, I agree with Shook. The tires look like they may have a Call of Duty double XP code on the inside. Yeah, you know, get your model 143rd scale uh, uh, kick, stake, F1 team, Sauber, whatever, uh, model car, and inside un- inside the tire, double XP weekend, Call of Duty. I agree, Lemon Bendy. Let's move on to the next one. We'll save the, I don't know if it's the best for last, but we're not going to go there yet because we've got two left. And it's Haas, the American team on the grid. Oh, I forgot about and this John's, one. Yeah. <laughs> I am a real American. This is a shitty car again. Is it because it doesn't have, it's not inundated with red, white, and blue? Is that why? Well, no, uh, the only time this John's car was heart. ever inundated with red, white, and blue, it was inundated with the Russian colors of red, white, and blue, and I'm not going to root for that. <laughs> um, explain that Haas, you know, this car, their colors are red and black. Like, that is, that is Haas. It's red, white, and black. Um, I, like, I, I can't knock them too much because this car, which is mostly black with some a black nose, some white trimming around it, a red wing and rear wing. Like, this looks like a lot of their other cars, but it also just doesn't look that good either. It, there's it looks nothing, like, um, like there's a nothing standard, that pops like, about this car. Yeah. If you played the game, it'd be like a standard generated livery. Like, the I have no choice. You adjust it. Yeah, I have no choice but to give this car a five out of 10 because there's nothing special about it whatsoever. And there's also all, nothing that terrible about it. The only bad thing is, yes, when this car crashes, we're going to say, oh, which black car is that? But Haas have also had more black in their car before anyone else. Like, they've always had black in their car and their, in their so, color scheme. So, trendsetters. Yeah, 5 out of 10. It's, I can't knock them too much because they've had, they, they, they grandfather, grandfathered in here, but also this is just a, Mech car. It's the definition of mid. Katie? Yeah, this was a five for me as well, simply because some of them were memorable for me being really great, and some were memorable for me being like, ooh. And this one was just deeply forgettable for me. This one, to me, is the Tennessee Titans of F1 liveries. Yeah, I don't care about this car at all. So therefore, I give it a five. What number are we getting? Five. I'm a... I'm an even 500. It's a five. It doesn't make me feel much of anything except just mid. I give them a point for being the first team to put black as their main color. Um, there is no inspiration here. The only tie-in that works is MoneyGram's logo is red and white, so that works out. Um, but I'm going to go even lower. I'm going to go with um, a three because I'm just not inspired by it at all. Completely forgettable, in my opinion. Let's go to the last one. Williams. Oh, Sean gave me a real link here. Look at that. I couldn't okay. find any good pictures on Twitter, so I had to go to their website. Um, and this car, I don't know how I feel about it. There's more blue than some there's of the more blue, black cars. But there's yeah. also a lot of black. And knowing yeah. Williams, uh, they're going to shed a lot of that blue during the season because that's just what they do. I will give it... I love the golf logos on there. You know, golf left McLaren, went to Williams, and I love the infusion of the golf logos. But here's the thing. They're taking all of these picture, all of these pictures and putting them on their website under like 
deep royal blue lights, which adds more blue to the car. And that tells me- The setting helps big time. Yeah, that that tells me with the blue ocean background, the blue lights on the car, that the car really isn't that blue. So this is getting also a- Because this has more color, I will give it a 6 out of 10. Again, not a terrible car, just kind of mid. Okay, it's a 7 for me. I like the blue. Okay. I think it looks nice. But yeah. do you know how blue it is? Um, mid-range, Sean, I'm going to say. Is that the correct answer? I, I, I don't know. Exactly I feel like th- if this car were on Tinder, it would say it was 6'2", when in actuality it's 5'10". If that is, is this car... Glory of my life. <laughs> hey, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick, you're tall. <laughs> Nick, you're tall. <laughs> Typically, it's the opposite reaction. Um, In terms of sponsors with the Williams, I think the the Duracell battery is really cute how they implemented it. And like, I've always liked. It is, yes. Like, if you're going to integrate an ad, I really have always liked how they've done it with the battery ad. I I think it's fine. It's a seven to me. It's a pass. It's acceptable. I like the blue. It's not totally jet black carbon fiber. It's fine. It's no Mercedes. No, it's no Mercedes. Sean, what number did you give them again? I gave them a six. Okay. Uh, I'm going to side with Katie for the same reason. I think the Duracell ad is the best part of the entire car. I think that's really creative to make it, you know, that that cylindrical top look like a battery. That's very cool. Um, Enough blue on there to make me cool with it. It's not, you know, oppressively black. Like, it's not just taking over the entire car. I'm sure we'll get, we'll see less and less blue as the season goes on. Um. I'm going to go with Katie. I'm also going to say a seven. Nice. Yeah. So there we go. So that rounds it out and we'll tabulate aggregate scores at a later time. But that is it for livery recaps. You can see all of that again on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. My Twitter, my Twitch, Gridiron Podcast YouTube. Gridiron, iron in brackets on YouTube. At Gridiron Pod if you want to find the handle for our page. Now we go to our last segment of the day, folks. That was a lot of description. I feel like for an auto medium, <laughs> I feel like Thoreau right now, you know, just really describing the, the wilderness as we live in our cabin, our F1 cabin. So now let's shift it up a little bit. Let's talk about emotions instead of visuals. Let's talk about emotions. Hate or love it. Katie, what's your hate? Uh, we talked about my, my real hate off air that I will not be repeating on this podcast. My hate this week. I'll keep it short. Sean, I hate that you weren't in Vegas and Nick. My love was that you were in Vegas. Aww. Summed it up right there. Knocked it all out. Tidy little bow. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I love that too. Sean. I feel really guilty going second because my hate and love are the exact same things. I hate that I wasn't in Vegas with you guys. I wish I was. It seemed like a blast. Um, But my love is that in you know, two months time, we're going to be doing the same thing in Miami for the Miami Grand Prix. We are doing that, right? Like we simply must. Okay. We We have to. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm planning ahead already. I already scheduled the days off from work. Uh, So that's my love as well, because I know that'll be even more fun having us all there. um, Hopefully with paddock passes and uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So that's both my uh, hate and love. Love Um, Awesome. My, My hate, not to get too personal, but uh, I've talked about this once with 
before and I'm going to again. Um, my because as you know, my dad's going through diabetic issues. My hate is uh, poor or unsatisfactory care <laughs> for people in in places like that. Um, not going to get too much in the details, but take care of your health, people. Uh, don't let it get to the point where you got to rely on others. And um, you know, when you're caught in compromising situations, you're hoping that somebody will come tend to you. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. That's it's. I also hate cleaning out houses of people who have lived in houses for 13 to 15 years and acquired too much stuff. Because my God, is there so much stuff in my dad's house? Live a minimalist life. It'll keep your mental peace for sure. And my love is that you and I got to meet in Vegas, Katie. I'm sorry, Sean, that you weren't there. But we will all have met. I've met you before, Nick. Oh, you have at my best and my worst. Uh, Very (laughs) true. my, My worst of that time. But uh, it was great. It was it was great to finally meet and spend some time. And even though we were all tired of Vegas, um, it's a memory I'll cherish. That's for sure. So that is my love as well. All right. That is it. That is an hour and 23 minutes. And after I add the intro here and audition later and everything else, it's going to be about an hour 25. So we're going to get out of here quickly. This has been episode 27 of the Gridiron Podcast. Sean, send us out. Just to recap, I was not in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, but Nick and Katie were. For Nick and Katie, I'm Sean Barry, and as always, live life in the fast lane, folks. Actually? Actually? <laughs>